T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. On this beautiful winter Friday, how the hell are you? On the eve of Super Wild Card Weekend, which we will discuss throughout the show, I have to give a round of applause, an absolute standing ovation to a man who is much maligned in this town but deserves credit. And that man is Brian Jefferson <laughs> Cashman. Because here's the way I live life, and this is the way I think we all should live life. It ain't personal. It's just business. It's just business, baby. Look, it's the Yankees have just a, business. The Yankees have had a pretty good offseason. They and have. I'm trying to think of all the teams that are better than them. There's one. And that's only because they spent over a billion dollars. That's the L.A. Dodgers. Everybody else is kind of in the same little mosh pot. And the Yankees trading for Soto and signing or adding the middle of the reliever or middle of the rotation starter. What else can you ask for? They they went to ARB with everybody. They got everybody in. And they have a 40-man issue. But that's still that's not neither here nor there. But... The Yankees have done exactly what they, they needed I, to do this offseason. I think they've got more work to do, but you're right. They've improved. And I think what I marvel at, the thing that I'm impressed by, and this is the test we should all have. It's a political season, so I'm going to give everybody a political test. There's a person you're voting for. You already know you're voting for that person. All right? Let's say that person called you a bleep hole. Right? You met that person. Called you a horrible name. Personally. Personally called Yeah, you personally. You are a bleep. All right? You're going to reelect Joe Biden, and the president says he thinks you're a bleep. You want to bring Donald Trump back? Well, guess what? You met Donald Trump in the street, and he told you to go bleep yourself. Nestor Cortez. Here's the question you got to ask yourself, because I've asked this question to myself. Would you still vote for that person? And some of you would say, no, I don't like that guy. That guy told me I'm a bleep hole. But some of you would say, you know what? I think that person's best for my country, so I'm going to vote for them anyway. Mm-hmm. That's what Brian Cashman just did. Because Marcus Stroman has been outspoken against Brian Cashman. And Brian Cashman, by the way, has been outspoken against Marcus Stroman. And Brian Cashman did it first. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> oh, by the way, you're right. By the way, this is petty. Think about what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is why this is irrelevant and not significant to the signing of, of Marcus Stroman no, no. to it, the Yankees. It's relevant in that the general manager of the New York Yankees proved that he's going to make a move that's best for business. We're in it to win it. Even if it's signing a guy that, you know, kind of ripped them three years ago. 
Oh, and the- I respect that. And I respect that Marcus Stroman, for as bitter as he was at the Yankees, for disrespecting him three years ago, said, hey, two years, 36 million bucks? What's up? I'm in. The New York Yankees made a move, and we'll talk about the baseball aspect and on baseball aspect, but what jumped out at me first is that your general manager made a move that's best for business and put personal feelings aside. And I respect that. Because I know I would do that. That's what I would try to do. The good, the the only way to evaluate this, and again, it's gonna, it's not gonna happen until we get to the regular season. Is is he good? If he's terrible, then you can crush him. Then you can crush his takes on 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 whatever it's called X. Like then you can crush him. But if he's good, then this was good for the Yankees. That's what it ultimately comes of down course, to. Yeah, yeah. Now people want to speculate about all these different things. Uh, Marcus Stroman's bad for the clubhouse. His teammates hate him. He's such a jerk off. Nobody's gonna like him. Blah 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 blah. We don't know that any of that's true. And in fact, evidence points to the contrary to that. His Mets teammates did not hate him. They, mm. they actually liked him. Right? He may be a jerk, but at times on Twitter, but he's, <laughs> like his guys like him. Well, and, and he and he and he's if he's healthy and he's good. Then what are we talking about? Well, from a baseball standpoint, like you said, Tiki, the Yankees got better. And we had this discussion a few days ago in relation to Trevor Bauer versus Marcus Stroman. I was certainly on the side of bringing Stroman in because I think he's more reliable. Mm-hmm. And despite the way last season ended, and just so you know, Stroman was an all-star last year. Second half of the year, he had injury issues, couldn't finish the season, and really struggled. That's a part of his resume, and I don't want to ignore that. Yes, he tailed off at the end of last season. But Marcus Stroman over the last three seasons has been a rather reliable arm in a position where guys are not reliable. And to me, what the Yankees needed, and they're not done yet, more on that later, what they needed was a reliable arm in the middle of that rotation. Because I can't rely on Carlos Redon coming off an injury. I can't rely on nasty Nestor Cortez. I guess I could rely on Clark Schmidt as a back-of-the-rotation guy, maybe. I can rely on Garrett Cole, that's it. And Marcus Stroman is a reliable arm. And so the New York Yankees, who had a rotation last year that, quite frankly, sucked after Garrett Cole, just got better. And that's good for the New York Yankees. So they acquired an arm that makes them better. They've improved an aspect of their team that needed to get better. And you're right about something, and it's very, very important to distinguish between these two things. If you don't like Marcus Stroman because he blocked you on Twitter... Wow. (laughs) If you don't like Marcus Stroman because he said something offensive, fine. Wow. Marcus Stroman is not disliked in any locker room. He was not disliked in the Met locker room. He was not disliked in the Cub locker room. He was not disliked in the Blue Jay locker room. So your personal feelings towards him, you can have it. You don't have to like the guy. But like I said, if the guy or gal you're voting for president, Told you you were a bleep hole, would you still vote for them? And I think a lot of people, after some reflection, would say, you know what, I will. Because that person is best for the country, as wrong as you may be. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. So that's the same thing. Does he make you better? Yes, he makes you better. Marcus Stroman, to me, was one of the pieces they needed to add. A reliable middle-of-the-rotation arm. But he ain't destroying any locker room. That's a fabrication. All he may do is hurt your feelings on social media. Yeah. And if that's the case, the other thing that that you have to take into account from a perception standpoint is that you can't compare him to either Otani or Yamamoto. I don't think you were realistically Yankee fans getting either one of those guys. The more that I look back on that whole process, Mm -hmm. 
It was all a ruse. They were both going to L.A. to the Dodgers from jump, and they were just playing the game. Otani was playing. the Actually, Otani didn't play the game. Otani was behind the scenes. It was quiet. We didn't know. Dave Roberts told us in the very beginning, even though we weren't supposed to, that he had met with him. So the fact that they still signed with him tells you that it was always going to be the L.A. Dodgers. And then Yamamoto wants to be in front of the camera. Right. Yamamoto wanted the smoke. He wanted the noise. He wanted the attention. He wanted the glory and the glamour. And then ultimately he was going to go to the Dodgers. So for Yankee fans that say, well, we should have gotten either one of those guys, it was never a reality. Mm. So what Brian Cashman is doing is not settling, but signing the best available pitcher at the right price. Well, the because price that's is the, the key, T. That's it's the, the key. right yep. price. Yep. It's a yep. team f- a Yankee-friendly deal. Two years, $37 million. You're not breaking the bank for seven or eight years, which which apparently is what Blake Snell is asking for. And so you get a good pitcher. Maybe he had some health issues last year, but let's assume. But you got health issues anyways. Health issue, uh, you, you got a, a good pitcher with the right price who's making you better right now. That's all you can ask for. And that's what they did. And the contract you pointed out, man, considering what Stroman does on the mound, that's a freaking steal. And the other thing Brian Cashman's doing, I got to put cash over because I really respect. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What he's done over the last few weeks. Some Yankee fans think that Brian Cashman is trolling them. No, no, no. (laughs) I think Brian Cashman's showing you, I just want to win, and I'm going to do what's best for business. Alex Verdugo, hated by Yankee fans. But you know what? I could get him for a song. Bring him in. Marcus Stroman, disliked by some Yankee fans. But I can get him on a really player-friendly deal. Bring him in. Brian Cashman is doing what's best for business. I think we're pretty good. (laughs) And he's taking his personal feelings and maybe the way some Yankee fans feel about guys, and he's putting it aside. Because Yankee fans, let me remind you of something. And I'm the exact same way. Once that guy has your uniform on and he's performing for you, and that's the key, Tiki hit on it, performing for you, you're not going to care about the other stuff and you shouldn't care about the other stuff. You need to win. There is enough time has gone by with the New York Yankees not winning to the standards you have. 
So now is the time to win. And you made a baseball move that made you better. And Brian Cashman put personal feelings, and he put it aside, and I respect it. So, Sean, as a Yankee fan that was all sensitive because Marcus Stroman's mean to me on Twitter. <laughs> Is he mean to you? No, he's never. We've All never right, once good. had an interview. Just, just wait. Just wait. No, you, no. you haven't trolled him yet. No. You haven't shock-jocked him yet. I have to Sports Illustrated. Uh, he better not leave on a bye week for Utah. I will tell you that much. Look, <laughs> to give Brian Cashman credit, I give him credit, right? Like, that's a good money deal for the Yankees. It doesn't hamper them from a lot of things. And I am a big-time root for the laundry guy. He is one of ours now. I have to root for him. I have no choice to root for him. But I am not going to pretend like I wanted this or I wanted him. And I'm certainly not going to pretend that I think we're getting out of two years of Marcus Stroman without some sort of controversy because he can't help saying anything to the fans. I Here's the big, basic premise of this. I said this when Soto came here. I am urging Yankee fans. I am calling Yankee fans to follow my lead with something. We cannot boo Juan Soto all year. I established that. I will remind you of that every single night during this baseball season right here in Evan Tiki. Not one time? Not one time. Not what? Not even like the last game of the season if they're, you know. Do we know he's gone? 78 wins then, and, then we'll ter- and he's been terrible. Maybe. All right. Just and you were reason, by the way, just to clarify, for not booing Juan Soto at all, and this is something Sean brought up after they acquired him, is you want to keep Juan happy in the Bronx. Yes. You don't want to lose him as a free agent. And one thing Yankee fans and Met fans have done is we have booed people, you know, loudly if they right. don't perform. And you have had a call to action of Yankee fans to not boo Juan Soto no matter what kind of slump he goes through. Yes. And okay. I'm not going to create that call to action for Marcus Stroman because, like it or not, there's a reason he's a third-type starter. He is going to have some bum starts here for the Giants. but For the, I, for the Yankees. For the Yankees. <laughs> Sorry. I'm used to bum starts for the Giants. <laughs> Yankee fans, listen to me. I want you all to go to your phones right now. Go to your computers at work. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, your sister's ass, whatever your favorite <laughs> social media platforms are. I want you to find Marcus Stroman on those social media platforms, and I want you, not him, to hit the block button. Marcus Stroman is proof. Yes. <laughs> you Why want, you want Yankee fans to collectively block Marcus Stroman? Block Stroman's? Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman, the one thing above any other quality start he might have, has proven is that he cannot help himself. He searches his name. He searches his Twitter handle. And if he is in his own head after a bad start or two, and Yankee fans, we like to crush our own players. See Giancarlo Stanton. He will begin fighting with you. There may even be a point in time, like he did with Met fans, where he calls some of you racist. <laughs> I'm look. I'm just speaking from his. By, by the way, by the way, can, can we be honest about something? Yeah, there are people who are freaking racist. No doubt about it. Right. No. Let's not act like that doesn't exist. Stop it. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, just I am saying he has painted some people in the broad brush. All I'm saying is Strowman has thrown a lot of these nuclear bombs out there. He can't help himself, and if that's him, I can't worry that that's him. We need to, as Yankee fans, if we want to carry on being Yankee fans, get angry at our players and upset. Hit the block button. Don't let Marcus Stroman see any of your criticisms. And by doing that, I think we limit the potential for Marcus Stroman to become a distraction and get inside his own head. I am begging all all you Yankees, block Stroman now and let's cheer him on opening day. Let me understand this. So you go on X, Twitter, and you find Marcus Stroman's profile and you block him. And the reason you block him is so that, say he has a terrible outing, and you're like, Marcus Stroman is terrible. He did this in the third inning, and he should have done this. Right. And blah, 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 blah. He can't see it. Right. He won't. He when he can't see your tweets. When he's laying in bed at <laughs> midnight and, and he searches Stroman in the bar, he won't see any that's of ex- our conversations. That's actually, that's actually genius. Uh, Yankee fans, that's I've amazing. already done it. 
<laughs> I've already done it. I have. I have never once had an now, interaction with Marcus Stroman. If you block someone, uh-huh. can you still see their stuff? No, I don't think so. So, it, so it's a yeah. it's a dead re- interaction. Dead interaction. Unless you have a you know. Like but, a, a burner account. Right, and that's the thing. If one of us does it and four of you don't, and we all have a conversation he's searching, he's going to say, oh, why am I blocked by the... That's why we need to do this together, Yankee fans. <laughs> this needs to be as united as Yankee fans have been. And this isn't to be against Strowman. It's to hold Strowman protecting from himself and give us the best chance of having the best damn Marcus Strowman on the mound where he doesn't go nuts on social media. Everybody block Marcus Strowman and let's have a great 2024. I have to admit, makes a lot of sense, Tiki. I mean, it really does. It's a collective effort to save Marcus Stroman from reading the inevitably negative things that are said about baseball players or football or any athlete. When things are going bad, we as fans complain. Now, hopefully you do it in a respectful way, which is the key. But what Sean is suggesting is to avoid any future Marcus Stroman social media controversy. Let's save him from having any. That's it. We got to do our part. To make him the best Yankee possible. I think I kind of buy it. I do too. (laughs) Do it together, boys. Don't boo Juan Soto. Right. And block Marcus Stroman. Block Marcus Stroman. If he gets asked about booing, he gets asked about booing. But don't allow him to see the criticism online. And there will be criticism. Of course there will be. No matter how good you are, you see criticism. And the one thing you can't do as a professional athlete... Like, luckily, I don't think you would have done it anyway, but social media wasn't really around when you were no, playing. No, it was not. But could you imagine the things that were said after a big fumble? Oh, yeah. But you're smart enough to, like, I'm not going to look at this. Right. What I the hell catch I the freaking ball, Tiki. <laughs> no, Joe. I didn't want to catch that one. <laughs> I think it makes a lot of sense. I do. I think that the New York Yankees last night, in, in sort of shocking fashion, because I don't think a lot of us saw this coming, they made a move that makes them better. They made a move that was best for business. And now, if you're a Yankee fan, you've got to find it in yourself to not engage in any kind of talk with Marcus Stroman because it may well backfire. All right. I get it. It makes a lot of sense. Yes. The only caveat is if you are just perpetually positive and you never say anything negative. Who is that, though? (laughs) Especially on social media. You never say anything negative about your favorite players or the players on your team, mm. then you don't have to block them. Then you don't Otherwise, have to. it's about what I'm going to do what Sean says. Do what Sean says. We'll get to the guy they need to add next because to me, there's one more piece that takes the Yankees from a good team, a team in the mix, a team that has a chance to win the AL East, which is, I think, where they're at now, into my opinion, the favorites in the American League. And there's one move that needs to be made that is not exactly getting talked about. We'll address that coming up real soon. But Yankee fans, how do you feel? The Stroh Show is coming to the Bronx. Bill is in Heightstown. How are you, Bill? Oh, good. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call very much. Um, one of the points I'd like to make is about Aaron Boone. He, he's been criticized, but one of his strengths is keeping the clubhouse together. Mm-hmm. And this year he has a re- Re- oh, Tiki, by the way, I loved you. I'm a 75-year-old Giant fan. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate you. But back to, he has to keep this clubhouse together between Verdugo and Stroman and everybody else. So, And that is one of his strengths. So I just wanted to point out it would be interesting. I think you're right that that's Boone's strength. Mm-hmm. But here's where I would, I'm not even arguing with you. Here's where I would say, take a deep breath. Marcus Stroman has never been an issue in a locker room. 
Juan Soto, I'll say, wasn't blamed for the issues in San Diego. He was not. There were issues in San Diego. It doesn't sound like Juan Soto was a big part of it. And the case with Alex Verdugo, where we probably should worry more so than any of the other guys they acquired, is that Alex Verdugo was benched by Alex Cora. Alex Verdugo was lazy, according to some of his teammates and some of the Red Sox organization. So your hope is in a contract year that doesn't happen, that he's going to come out ready to bust you-know-what and not be an issue. But I don't look at these personalities, and while their personalities, specifically Stroman and Verdugo, that Yankee fans may not have liked in the past, Tiki, Mm -hmm. that doesn't equate to a locker room that's combustible. No. I mean, look, at the end of the day, players aren't prejudiced against anybody except a non-baller. Go be a non-baller consistently, and they'll find reasons to hate you. If you go do your job, and you're good enough of a dude, they're going to love you, man. It just is what it is. They don't have to agree with everything. Trust me, I've seen it all. I've seen the guys who are damn near atheists to the Bible thumpers. I've seen guys who are strong, you know, tobacco-chewing Republicans who are to the liberal Democrat. And they all coexist if you're winning, right? And so at the end of the day, that's what matters most. And I can't implore people enough to stop thinking about – the locker room issue that you don't know exists. Bingo. Because that's that's what it's turning into. Bingo. It's the excuse for not wanting him. And you don't know that it's true. So stop saying it the, unless you start hearing reports that he's a problem in the locker room. Considering the contract, considering what his role is, which is middle of the rotation arm. I mean, $18 million a year is not bad. Look at what Luis Severino's getting coming off a 6-7 ERA. Yeah. Look at what Sean Manaya is getting. Like, this is a steal, contractually, considering what he's done the last three years. So what that means is that if you're a Yankee fan that didn't want Marcus Stroman, you're only doing it because you don't like him. You're only doing it because you're sensitive. And you shouldn't be. You got to do what's best for business. Ask your wife. Ask your brother. Ask your sister. I find this to be a fascinating question. The presidential candidate you're going to vote for (laughs) meets you and calls you the biggest douche they've ever met. Are you voting for them in November? Now, some of you may say, no, I can't get past that. I took it personal. Just like some Yankee fans, I took it personal. I don't like Marcus Stroman. I fought with him once. He blocked me. I took it personal. I can't have him on my baseball team. Some of you say, yeah, he was an ass to me. Mm -hmm. He was mean, but guess what? I want to go to a parade in October, (laughs) and Marcus Stroman gets me closer to that. Not the final piece, but he gets you closer to that. There is a final piece, though. There is somebody who I think if the New York Yankees add, in my opinion, as a baseball geek, take the Yankees from being in the mix to the favorites. I'll let you know who that guy is, plus your reaction to the Stroman signing 877-337-6666. A lot of football to get to as the show rolls on. Plus, Tiki Barber, so very talented at hearing what somebody says and telling (laughs) us what they really meant. I listened to your Rico. What did I say on the Rico? You said I'm wrong. (laughs) I (laughs) did. This is the Rico Brodner Podcast. I said you were wrong about Brandon Nimmo being great. I said, forget I said it. Sometimes you get things wrong. Forget I said it. We until, will put it happens. We will put a very, very <laughs> prominent athlete in the tiki chair to see if what this athlete is truly telling us. That's coming up later as well. We will get to your calls and reaction to the Yankees doing it, signing Marcus Stroman to that two-year deal, a vesting option on a year three at $18.5 million a year. But where are the Yankees now? They're clearly better. They added Juan Soto. They added Alex Verdugo. They added Marcus Stroman. They've improved their lineup incredibly. They've improved their rotation. But are they there yet? 
And to a lot of Yankee fans, I've heard they need another starter. And I wouldn't argue with that, Teague. You never have enough starting pitching. Right. And with Cole, Radon, Stroman, Cortez, and Schmidt, certainly you have five guys. Mm-hmm. But a few of those guys you can't fully rely on. What's your opinion on Blake Snell? Obviously, he no. turned down the offer. Is he is that number coming down on Blake Snell? I don't. Well, apparently the Yankees offered him five years a buck fifty, and Snell wants two hundred million dollars. So I think his two hundred may come down, but I don't think that's the ticket item that's that makes sense for the Yankees because I think if they need to add more starting pitching, it would be more of the depth priority or more of the back end variety. They already mm-hmm. have an ace. Yeah. So. Again, I wouldn't tell you it's ever bad to add more starting pitching because you never have enough of it. But that's not what they need. They need something else. And to me, it's obvious. And I'm surprised they haven't been linked to him. And I'm surprised not enough Yankee fans haven't been screaming about it yet. Your bullpen features Clay Holmes coming off a good year. Your bullpen after that features what? Tommy Canely? Jonathan Lewisica? Ronnie Marinaccio? Ian Hamilton? Wandy Peralta's a free agent, may not come back. You need a horse. You need a guy. And if the Yankees are going for it in 2024, and I think they are and they should, the ticket item they have to go after is Josh Hader. Because Josh Hader is without question the best closer available. And considering Edwin Diaz didn't pitch last year, not to start some kind of intercity rivalry, Josh Hader is the best closer in baseball. Ooh, why did the Met fans say that? I said it because Edwin Diaz didn't pitch last year. Let him come back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let him pitch. We'll have that discussion again. Josh Hader's had some up and down moments in his career. I won't deny that. Last year, he was utterly brilliant. The year before that, he lost it for a while. But the return, if Josh Hader can be 80% of what he was last year, is a game-changing bullpen piece. Those arms I mentioned, Canely, Holmes, Loisaga, Efros, Marinaccio, they're fine. But you're missing that big guy to close out games. It would make me very nervous in a championship or bus season to go to war with that bullpen. And as up and down Tiki as bullpens are, there are certain guys that have a little bit more reliability. The best closer in baseball would give me that. And that's the move that if the Yankees make that move, I sit here with an honest face and I look at you straight in the eye and I say, I think the Yankees are the best team in the American League. Well, they've improved themselves the best in the American League um, East right now. And it's one thing, well, in the East, but certainly maybe even in the entire American League. But, you know, the Clay Holmes situation is what makes, I guess, maybe give some people pause. Don't you already have a closer? right? Isn't he your guy? He 24 saves a year ago. Only three of those, I think, were blown. Right? So he's got... He he's got the chops to do it. Sub three ERA. He's not elite, right? He's not on the on the on the on the hater level, but he's good enough. Shouldn't you go get more depth elsewhere? I think that no. that becomes the question. No, because I think this makes you even better than any of the other things you could throw at me. But like, I think cl- I, but I think the reason you say that, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt no, you, go but ahead. I think the reason you that that some people are saying that is because as all right, forget Cole because we we love Cole. We know where he is. Cy Young winner. But after that. That's hard to trust Rodon. It's hard to trust Nestor. Even Marcus Stroman has been banged up the last mm-hmm. couple of years, 100, under 140 innings the last two seasons. And so we hope all of these things work out. But if things go awry like they did last year, 
man, you are stuck in your rotation and you crush your bullpen. And you've lost your starting pitching depth because of the Juan Soto trade, which is why that's the kind of starting pitching pieces that make a lot of sense. Depth guys, guys that give you that security blanket if things don't go well with some of the names you mentioned, like Radon and Esther Cortez. I'm not saying they couldn't use more starting pitching. Of course they could. They're not a perfect team, and there's no way they'll be a perfect team going into the start of the year. But when I look at their roster right now, and I look at how good they are, and they are better, there's no doubt. The Yankees have improved themselves more than any other team in the American League, especially their division. You want to tell me the Red Sox improved themselves more because they got Lucas Giolito? Okay. <laughs> you want to tell me the Blue Jays improved themselves more because they got Isaiah Connor falefa Okay. okay. Yeah. The Orioles got Craig Kimbrell. That's great. The Yankees have done more, and I respect that, and they're good. This makes them even better because everything you described about Clay Holmes, you're right. Clay Holmes has proven, you know, as much as I ripped the Yankees for Montgomery getting better when he left Mm -hmm. and Avaldi getting better when he left and Sonny Gray getting better after he left, I'll give you a guy that got better with the Yankees, and that guy's Clay Holmes, 100%. Clay Holmes turned himself into an elite reliever at periods of time, and I want to be honest about that. I love having Clay Holmes in my bullpen, but I want more. Clay Holmes being used to get a big out in the seventh inning because I know I got big Josh Hader in the ninth inning. That makes me dynamic. And one thing Brian Cashman has done brilliantly over the last six years is build good bullpens. Right now I look at his bullpen and I'm like, blah. You get Josh Hader? To me, baseball geek, you're the team to beat in the American League. Tiki, do you notice what he's doing again? What's that? He's doing the Evan Roberts deep troll. Oh, this is the deep troll. How am I I'm going to make you feel good about yourself by telling you something that actually is not good for you. We call this an ulterior motive, Evan. Mm. Josh Hader? Absolutely great fit for the Yankees. One big problem. Asking for $100 million. Okay. 200. 200. Well, okay. You know what happens when the Yankees flip over $100 million? The Soto Met Meter starts to tick, 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 tick. <laughs> that way, take a little out of the cookie jar that the Yankees oh, are able to give Soto. It. I usually see Look it. at the smirk out of the beard right I now. I see Look, it this he, time. You're all in for this year. <laughs> oh, I'm reading man. it like a book. If the Yankees sign Hater, which I agree, if they're yeah. really all in and it's bottomless pockets, I'd be all about it. But if they sign Hater, it's a very big chunk back in the other direction that mm. says they're not going to have all those funds to sign Soto. Uh-huh. So two things can be Did true at the same time. about that? No, because... I'm looking at it from a Yankee perspective. Two things to be true at the same time. One of the positives of getting Stroman on this kind of contract compared to Blake Snell at five years, 150, or the Yamamoto contract is 1,000% you financially have more flexibility to give Juan Soto $600 million. 1,000% that is true. But I also believe, and I've said this from the beginning, when you take the gamble on acquiring Juan Soto, you got to be all in this year. you got to win this year because there's no guarantee you're going to have this guy back for a myriad of reasons, not just the Mets, obviously. So you got to go for it. And Josh Hader's the guy that makes you even better. So you're right that committing that kind of money hurts your chances of also being able to commit $600 million to Juan Soto. But once you acquired Juan Soto, you kind of have to do it anyway. You have to go all in. See, that's where I, I disagree. And this like, is You're right about what you're saying. You're right about... It hurts their chances of keeping him. You're wrong that I'm sitting here and giving you that baseball opinion because of the motive of the Mets. I'm giving you the baseball opinion because when I look at the Yankees as just a baseball fan, I see they've gotten better 100%. But I also see what I think is missing from them, and what's missing from them is that dominant closer that makes everyone better. All of a sudden, you add Josh Hader, Clay Holmes is an even bigger weapon because he's not your closer anymore. I don't deny that, but a truly good GM, which, hey, say what you want about Brian Cashman, whether he is or is not, threads the needle between 
finding a way to do everything you can to win now while also being able to see a year, two years, three years down the road. And when you trade for Juan Soto, I got to think you have you have to know as the Yankees, I have to be the highest bidder. We don't have to have this argument again. We're going to have it a million times this year. Signing Josh Hader does help you go in for one year, but I still look at it okay, as okay, I got to think we're all in for five, ten years. I want, here's my big retort to this, and we'll get back to your calls. The Yankees offered Blake Snell $30 million a year. John Heyman has that report. He's right about it. Five years, a buck fifty. If I gave all of you guys as Yankee fans a choice, Blake Snell says yes to that. He's like, you know what? Screw it. You guys got me. Five years, one fifty. Or you get Hater for, let's say, Edwin Diaz's exact contract. Because I think that's what he's going for. Mm-hmm. He's going for the elite closer money. I gave you that choice. Josh Hader on the Diaz contract or Blake Snell on that offer. I would tell you, honestly, the thing that makes you better is Josh Hader. Would you agree with that? Well, well yeah. only if you have health in your starting rotation. Well, I can't assume that. But, but that, Evan, but so, that's, but, uh, you, can't, you can't just ignore it. Right. As much as I want to believe that Carlos Rodon is going to be healthy, he just hasn't consistently been healthy one year, and it was his it was his contract year. Nestor Cortez pitched one season over eighty three innings. That okay, was two, uh, two years ago. That's fine. I, I can't. I mean, I love Nestor. I love Nestor Cortez. So your answer I, I just, is I trust. I, I so your I, answer is Snell. That's fine. The answer is Snell. I disagree but, with you. But to Tiki's, That's fine. Tiki's point, I'll further it. What you laid out is all rosy, except for when you factor in the health. We know even if the Yankees do sign Soto in the next two to three years, they're inevitably going to have to hand out another contract of 100 mil plus, like the Blake Snell deal they would have handed out even if they don't get him. So with Soto on the deal, you're still going to have to do that with or without Hater. So I am not giving $100 million to a reliever, even if I know we need one, if that even hurts a little bit the chances no, of bringing back one Soto. Uh, Tiki answered the question, and I get it, I respect it, I disagree with you. So my question, my answer would be, I'd go with Snell because I'm so concerned about the arms in the rotation. I would go with Snell too because I okay. know no matter what, we're handing out a Snell type deal in the next two to three years anyway. Okay, I think when I look at this roster and I look at what has to go right for the Yankees to win in 2024, you're going to need help from your rotation. I mean, that goes without saying. I mean, that goes for any rotation. To be right, with you. and that's why get me the elite closer that turns my bullpen into good with a lot of questions into holy crap. This could be great with some questions, but I've got that back-end guy. That's why I think he's the perfect fit. Now, as of right now, the Yankees have been linked to him, so we'll see. But in my eyes, that would be the guy that, as a Yankee fan, takes this offseason from damn good, because it is damn good, to, oh, here we go, we cooking now. Toll-free numbers 877-337-6666. Let's go to Joe in Staten Island. What's up, Joe? Evan, you couldn't be any more wrong with this hater thing. <laughs> Why is that? Trade, the, the Yankees will trade for a, a reliever, a power arm reliever like a Bednar during the year and not have to come out of pocket for anything. They're not going to drop $100 million on hater. It's not Mariano Rivera. He's not Mariano, and there's no reason to do it. Of course there's reason to do it. And first of all, to just make an assumption that you're going to get the Pittsburgh kid, and he is from Pittsburgh, in Bednard, no big deal. I'll just give up whatever it takes. I'll get him. Because that happens every year, right? Because Brian Cashman's willing to give up whatever it takes every year, right? Like he did for Luis Castillo, and you ended up with Frankie Montas, right? Like, to arrogantly push it off to July 30th and say, I'll get my reliever then, you don't know that. That's that's your retort? Yeah, but you could also develop, not develop, but trust that you're fine where you are. You know what I mean? Well, you could say the same argument with your rotation, can't you? Clark Schmidt's healthy and he's great. 
Uh, yeah. Nestor Cortez is back. It's great. Carlos Redon's the guy from two years ago. Great. I could play that same game. 877-337-6666. Tiki's brain's working. Like, yeah. oh, makes kind of a little bit of sense. I, 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 He's I, still I, wrong, bro. Right. Yeah. You're wrong. Honestly, we're both wrong. We're both right here. Right? Because we don't know what's going to happen. And, and, and if everybody is healthy in the Yankees starting rotation, you're, what you're saying is 100% true. You can, you can see it. Hater closing out the ALCS, oh. you know, piping a 96-mile-an-hour high heater, and it's over. Yankees going to the championship, right? You can see it. But that means so much has to go right. And I think as a, as a Yankee fan, you just, you've gotten so used to bad luck and, or bad injuries or whatever it may be that just derails you. One. And last year, it was so deep. I got you. you you're scarred by it. Like, all of the issues from Giancarlo Stanton to uh, obviously Aaron Judge, you know, the, the Nestor Cortez, which is one of the great stories that we all loved 2 years ago. Like all everything that could have went wrong went wrong last year for the Yankees. And so we're scarred by it. Mm-hmm. And so we can't just sit here and say, "Yeah, we're going to be fine. It'll be all right." Once you know once the season starts, we'll be fine. Yeah, hard. let's get Hater. Let's add let's add some another piece of gold on top of the, of the mountain. That, that, that it just doesn't work in your mind. I know what you're saying, but we're still guarded against the negativity of last year. I understand. Let's go to Eric and Hoboken. What's up, Eric? Hello. Yo. What's going hey, on, man? What's going on? Not much. I wanted to talk about uh, that Marcus Stroman signing. Yes. Let's hear it. Um, listen, I think it's a great deal for the Yankees. Uh, like you said, player-friendly deal. We needed a middle-of-the-guy rotation. Uh, there's also a couple guys out there. I know we're talking about Josh Hader and, and how he would be a great addition to the team. Obviously, he would be. So would Blake Snow. The Yankees just don't do that. And I and I actually don't want Josh Hader on the team. I don't know if he's going to be able to handle that pressure, that expectation to close out those big games as a Yankee. I don't know. I like Clay Holmes. I think that he's still going to be a good reliever for us, a good closer for us. And there's a couple of guys out there. Hicks. There's some guys out there in the middle of the road. Jordan, but by the way, by the way, real yeah. quick, because you brought up Jordan. Jordan Hicks just signed the deal with the Giants, and he's going to be a starter. So the idea of Jordan Hicks being yeah. that bullpen arm for the Yankees is out the window in too many way in two different ways. But he brought something up that's so valid, but also really difficult for us to kind of peel through. And that's I'm concerned Josh Hader can close out games in New York. He's right. I don't know that. Guy pitched in Milwaukee and San Diego. It's an absolutely valid question. I but, feel less that that's an issue for closers. I don't I don't know why. Some guys can't handle it here, bro. Yeah. I, I hear you, but keep going. No, but my <laughs> point to that is, while that's a fair question to ask, and I think you can ask that question about any athlete that comes to this town. There are athletes that can't play in New York, right? We've seen Yankee players that can't play in New York. I, I can't be afraid of him because his only experience is small markets. Like, that's not enough for me to say, all right, well, the guy only pitched for the Brewers. Yeah. He only pitched for the Padres. He's from Maryland. God knows where. I've never even heard of the town, and I lived in Maryland. That's not enough evidence to say he can't pitch here. Now, how do you go about finding something like that out? It's difficult. I don't know if it's calling and talking to former executives of teams he's been on or former players or calling up David Stearns himself and saying, yo, Dave, what's up? <laughs> you think that hater cat can handle this area? Remember when you traded him and the entire city of Milwaukee was pissed off at you? <laughs> but I understand the concern, Tiki. I just don't know how you figure that out until you experience it. Millersville, Maryland. Yeah. 
I lived in Maryland. I don't know where the hell that is. It's an incorporated community. It's not in PG County, I'll tell you that right now. No, it's Here in, we go, by the way. And Arundale County. Well, Uh-oh, it's, oh, it's another Tiki Barber rabbit hole. Tiki will have the address to every Dunkin' Donuts 20, there. 20, 21,000 residents. That was the census in 2015. So that's probably like 22,000. That's now. pretty tiny, right? It is very tiny. Where's it on the map? Is it near Gaithersburg? It is. <laughs> Let's see. Is it, well, it, near, did, it did, The map didn't give me communities. Is, is it, it near Fredericksburg? Oh, no, that's Virginia. It's near the water. Yeah. No, that's Maryland. I, I, it's been a while, bro. It's been a long time. So I lived in Silver Spring, Maryland, by the way. I was living by myself, and I'll never forget. I come home from work. I was working at XM Radio at the time. They were separate, the two satellite companies. And around the garbage dump where you would take your garbage, because I lived in an apartment, it was gated off, and there was police everywhere. And I was like, what the hell happened? Because of the garbage dump? I come out. I say to the officer, I was like, excuse me, everything all right? They're like, yeah, we found a dead body in here. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Are you kidding? And I'm like, what the hell? A dead human body. Yeah, human body. Oh, no, wow. not a squirrel. Wow. It was not a rabbit. It was wow. a human body. I left uh, my apartment building for a week. I shacked it up with a friend of mine. Yeah. Wow. I was afraid. May they rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Let's go to Jim in Elmont, New York. What's up, Jim? Da, 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 da. It's Jim, Jim, Jim from Elmont. <laughs> Jim from Elmont, sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. I've had you had your Dunkin' Donuts. Thanks very much. Hi, guys. While yeah. on hold, enjoying a jello with you guys. Like the move, I'm a big Yankee fan. Yeah. If if it plays out and he pitches well, all this stuff falls by the wayside, obviously. All this negativity. Yes. My problem is with Stroman, beside the blocking the calls, he had the Bob Brenly thing, the thing with Michael Kay. He seems to go a little past that, which is a little troubling that that behavior might continue. But back in the day, Daryl Strawberry came to the Yankees. And he came to the Yankees. I was at the game, first game at Yankee Stadium. Fans jumped up cheering him. I sat my arms folded. I said, I'm not cheering this guy after what he did to the Dodgers. Mm. He goes on to have an excellent Yankee career. I did a 180 on him. So there's always a, sorry, there's always, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. Right over there, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm in the tattoo parlor getting my Marcus Stroman tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that was very entertaining for a while. I was like, where is this guy going? I, I think we need to have, require every caller to have a jingle. I agree. <laughs> Especially when they, when they make their own jingle. And you know, I like Jim did. <laughs> he did a great job of that. Let's go to Tony in Staten Island. What's up, Tony? How you doing, guys? What's up? Good. Uh, I hate to agree with Evan, but I think uh, adding hater to the bullpen would make a tremendous uh, addition. But the only thing I want to see them is getting Trevor Bauer. What do you guys think about that? You know, $12 million one-year deal? I, I tell you this. I'll tell you this about Trevor Bauer. The other day we talked about an either-or between Stroman and Bauer, and to me it was easy. It was Marcus Stroman. Trevor Bauer makes a lot more sense today than he did five days ago, and I'll tell you why. He makes sense because what I think the Yankees need to do in their rotation is add depth. It's just to give themselves the security. Because you laid it out earlier, Tiki, about the questions that surround Carlos Radon. And the questions that surround Nestor Cortez coming off of years in which they were ineffective and they weren't healthy. And so a big ticket item is not not necessary. It's more depth items. And at this point in Trevor Bauer's career, he has to beg for jobs. That's what he's doing. He's begging for jobs. So getting a guy on a one-year deal, which you could actually tell Trevor Bauer, you ain't guaranteed a rotation spot. I don't care what you did three years ago. 
You got no leg to stand on. Yeah. I don't think there's a big market for him. He kind of fits as a big-name depth option on a one-year contract, and that saves my pennies to then go hard after what you really need, which is Josh Hader. Yeah, it's, it's, and it would be very inexpensive. I mean, what's he going to sign for? I, I mean, seriously, he can't command anything. No, probably a one-year deal. But I would ask you this. Go ahead. With all due respect to these franchises, yeah. would you ever follow a Taco Bell dinner with a Crave case from White Castle? I have no idea. <laughs> if I was stoned or drunk, yes. No, you would not. No, be- you're, you would be... You'd be where, Tiki? You'd be in a port john because you wouldn't make yeah. it to the... <laughs> so would you ever you sign Trevor Bauer... You would to your house. <laughs> would you ever sign Trevor Bauer after signing Marcus Stroman? You would be on the toilet every night as well, a Yankee fan. What does fan. that even mean? Why? Because Stroman and Bauer once had a Twitter beef, which no, they did. No, it's not. And it was about the Mets, by the it's way. It's not about their Twitter it beef. It was about the Mets. We're already going to try to deal with the deflecting of Stroman, maybe fighting with fans. I don't need the nonsense of what Bauer comes with. I, You're asking for a season-long bout with diarrhea if they sign Trevor Bauer now. No thanks. Look, I understand not wanting to sign Trevor Bauer. I don't want Trevor Bauer for the Mets. I think the Yankees are in a little bit of a different spot. They're in an all-in year. I'm saying strictly from a baseball standpoint, because how you feel about him personally is very, very different. I respect anyone who agrees with my sense where I don't want him on the Mets. I mean, there's still an outstanding case, a civil case that's going on with him, and stuff can come out. And I I listen to every word he said with uh, Sal and BT and what he said on Fox News Channel, and there's a lot of holes in his story. Mm. I got to be honest with you. So I don't sit there saying, oh, boy, that guy's figured it out. I feel really good that nothing embarrassing will come out. But from a baseball standpoint, a guy on a one-year deal who I get to tell, hey, you ain't guaranteed a rotation spot, I like that. Because I think that's what the Yankees really need to add. What they lost in the Juan Soto trade was the starting pitching depth. Randy Vasquez and Johnny Brito and Michael King, they may not sound like these big, sexy names, but that's what they lost. Now, I was willing to give it up. You're getting Juan Soto. To me, it's a no-brainer. But that's sort of what they need to replace now that they added a steady arm in Marcus Stroman. So if there is a budget... And I question what their budget is because I did some calculations this morning <laughs> on where the Yankees are payroll-wise. Of course you did. Hey, I want to be prepared. They are right now sitting at about 294 Now, you may ask yourself, well, what does that mean? Does that mean anything? Here's what it means. The luxury tax threshold, the very first one, is 237 They're clearly over that. But when you are $60 million over the luxury tax threshold, you know what that's called? That's called the Steve Cohen tax. <laughs> Now, I'm not very good at math, uh, Tiki, so help me out here. Go ahead. What's 237 plus 60 million? 237 plus 60 million is 297. So 297 is the Steve Cohen tax, right? Yes. Again, what I just said, where where the Yankee payroll sits? Yes. 294. They're right right there. And you know what that means to me? They're going to blow by the Cohen tax, as they should. They're going for it. This is a win-now season because... Why go over the tax by just a little bit? You may as well just run by that sucker and say, see you later. I'll see you on the flip side. And I think that's what the Yankees need to do because they've gotten better, but they're still a piece away. You think it's a starting pitcher? I think it's Josh Weber, Robinson, Washington, Hayter. I've noticed I've got you throwing Jefferson in there. Yeah. Oh, I can't do We cannot do the Virginia thing again tonight. (laughs) You're welcome, Cavaliers. You're welcome. (laughs) He likes that. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. 
MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.